It started off just like any other day on the beat. We sipped overpriced almond milk lattes while wearing yoga pants with no intention of working out. And we were just about to start complaining about the abysmal quality of men on dating apps when all of a sudden, we heard a knock. Standing at our door was a man who appeared to be in his mid to late 30s. Uh, my name's Steve. Uh, I'm 24. I work at a, I work in the IT department for a financial institution. I've come to you because I hear you guys are great at investigating things. Yeah? Do you have a case for us? Uh, maybe. Maybe you can help me out. Okay, tell us everything. Start from the beginning. Okay, so... It was a Friday night, and I was out at uh, the. I went to a dive bar, and it wasn't my typical bar, but uh, I was just there, just gonna have a couple drinks. I'll take things you say before you go into a blackout for three hundred, Alex. Um, so I didn't really know anybody there, so I was stroke like I was sitting at the bar, and so I struck up a conversation with uh, there's a woman sitting next to me, and you know the bartender. The so the woman sitting next to me uh, was definitely older than me. Uh, and she was getting hit on by somebody else there at the bar who she was definitely not into. So this woman, whose name is Leslie, so Leslie looks over to me to, like, help her out because this guy's hitting on her, and I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, well, of course, of course I'll help. So, like, I, you know, like, she gets, she pretends that she's there with me. The fake boyfriend maneuver. A classic trick many women have employed to deter conversations with undesirable and annoying men. What's the worst that could happen? We were about to find out. I thought, it, you know, it was a gold star moment. I thought, wow, I'm, I'm doing something good. I'm getting a merit badge. Everyone wants to be a hero. Yeah. Never one to pass up an opportunity to save a damsel in distress, Steve was a modern day hero. The type of hero that holds the door open for one person and spends the rest of the day patting himself on the back in a self-congratulatory fashion. So she started buying shots. And next thing you know, I'm just doing shots. Uh, this was not my intent. I was just going to go have a couple beers. But, you know, I've, if someone's buying you drinks, I guess you keep going, right? Um, you don't say no to a free drink. I d certainly didn't that night. Occasionally, you do say no to a free drink. If it's well. That's where things start getting a little fuzzy, as you know, when you start taking shots. But uh, I know that whoever this guy was that was hitting on Leslie... Uh, was no longer there, but I was still sort of, I guess, playing this role. Were you once a Boy Scout? Uh, yes, I, uh, I was a Boy Scout. I was trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. And wow. it's, it's carried into your adulthood. Uh, well, not all of it. Hmm. We thought to ourselves, where is this story going? <sighs> I'm pretty sure there was some tequila involved. As the night went on and we were drinking here, we're having shots here and there, it became more fun. I mean, I was definitely more into it and I was sort of enjoying the role of uh, this sort of pseudo boyfriend. It became my night. I was no longer like, I'm at the bar just trying to get a drink. I'm now like, I'm out having fun. Uh, I've met somebody, I'm drinking, and now I have a story to tell that like, oh, hey, I helped rescue this woman at a bar. According to Steve, Leslie was an older woman with blonde or brown hair and blue or brown eyes wearing a dress, a skirt, or perhaps jeans. Yeah, I've always kind of been into older women and 
haven't had a ton of experience with it, but the idea has always been there. And she looked pretty good. And how about the conversation? Did you guys, did you talk about anything? Did you get to know each other? Not really. A lot of surface level stuff. Like she mentioned that she worked at a bank and does this tequila taste like, you know, like Patron or whatever. How long did you stay at the bar for? Um, long enough to get drunk. The night's kind of about over. We're both pretty lit, and so she calls an Uber, uh, and I go to walk her out to the Uber, and uh, next thing you know, I'm in the Uber, and we're going to her house. Uh, so I'm, I'm along for the adventure, and now it's starting to get even kind of playful in the back of the Uber. Uh, and... You know, I'm drunk, but I'm enjoying myself, so here I go. In the words of the immortal Drake, YOLO. We get to, we get to her house, and it's a two-story house, uh, and it's in some sort of little suburban neighborhood, and uh, it's in this, like, it's near a cul-de-sac. And next thing I know, we're, like, we're between her kitchen and her living room, and she turns on some country music, which I didn't think was a good sign necessarily, and she turned on a light. And I don't remember if I'd really seen what she looked like, but this was not a good light, and it was a weird sort of sobering moment where I had definitely gone home with someone that I wasn't necessarily prepared to go home with. So, uh, she, we're kissing for a little bit, and I'm sort of thinking through my options, but it's, thinking's a little tough because, obviously, tequila, and a little bit of country music, and a little bit of the shock, but she starts leading me upstairs, and she says that she wants to go to her daughter's room. What? Did you know she had kids? Uh, if I did know, it completely slipped my mind, so I guess... I hadn't put together why she would have this two-story house. Uh, I hadn't checked to see if she had a ring on. Uh, she did not have a wedding ring on, so I was, thought that was uh, a good sign. But apparently she has a daughter who also has a room that is also upstairs, and we were going there. Now, did it occur to you that it was strange that she wasn't taking you to her actual bedroom? Was there any, any red flags raised by that? Um, I was starting to get a lot of, uh, a lot of red flags, but I was trying to be cool. Like, you don't want to, like, be rude, right? So you're kind of making out and kind of ascending a staircase, but you're also like, there's a lot of things that aren't adding up. Uh, at least, they, it wasn't, this wasn't the night that I would have hoped it would have been. So, we go upstairs, uh, and we go to this daughter's room, and she's got, I don't know, teenage shit on the walls sort of a smallish bed like I don't know, like a twin bed or something like that um pink comforter were there any stuffed animals on the premises yes uh i i couldn't identify i mean if you gave me a lineup of stuffed animals i couldn't identify them but there was definitely some sort of white bear and some i don't know something else was Leslie a married cougar on the prowl, taking a young piece of man meat back to her lair for the night? We needed to know more. I was, I was having second thoughts a little bit because it, 
As Steve rambled on, my mind started to wander. Should we get lunch at the ramen place across the street or perhaps try Earth Cafe? Today seems like a good day for ramen. Um, it does. Wait, Ariel, is that you in my thoughts? I guess it is. You're in my thoughts. We can communicate telepathically? This is amazing. We need to take advantage of this. We really do. We should try to use this to figure out how to get into Saved by the Max. It's a year-long wait list. Maybe we could bypass it with our telepathy. Mmm, but ramen does sound good. Delicious. Anyway, so she gets up to go to the bathroom. Uh, and I... This was... Now, what state of undress were you in at this point? I was, um... I wasn't wearing anything. Okay. And how- you were naked. I was completely naked. Uh, Did you keep your socks on? Um, no. And, and how about her? Was she naked? She was, I think so. She was really close to naked if she was. I mean, she was on her way. And her going to the bathroom, I think, was to uh, prepare for coitus. You mean prepare vaginally? For, yeah. For at, penetration. Yeah, this could have been some sort of... Uh, at, I think at the time I thought maybe she's putting in a diaphragm. She said, you know, she just said she'll be right back. It was like, you know, like one of those like lingering kisses, I'll be right back and like sexy walk away. And by that point in time, I was, I mean, sitting there in this strange room in a strange house where I didn't really want to be, and I started sobering up a little bit, and I started having this little kernel of a thought. And that was, you know what? If I just picked up my stuff, I could go. I could just go. And in my drunk mind, I grabbed some of my stuff, and I started, you know, I grabbed my, I put my jeans back on, I grabbed my shirt, and picked up my shoes and I just started making moves out of there. You know, and that's sort of like when you're drunk, you become really focused on where you're headed. So next thing you know, I'm quietly going down the stairs with all my stuff in my hands. And I, next thing I'm out the door and I'm going down the block. Wait, while she's in the bathroom? It was my only chance. I don't know, like that, it, it seemed like the right thing at the time. And I, I was like, I wanted to get out of there, but I didn't have, it, it, it felt like the only option I had was to just leave. You didn't say anything? No. We were floored. This story was not what we thought it was. So, wait a second. Are you telling us that you went to a woman's house that you were kind of romantically involved with and then just left without a trace when she was in the bathroom? Right before we had sex. Like, that was clearly, like, the next step. It was going to have sex. And yes, I I left. So, are you telling us that you're the ghost? Kind of, but that's not why I came to you. I mean, you're aware that we're ghosted hunters, not ghosted helpers. Right, but... So here's the thing. So the next day, I get home. I took an Uber. I was pretty damn drunk. And I just called a couple friends and told them about this crazy night I'd had. And I'm looking around, and I I can't find my wallet. Oh, shit. So you don't have your wallet. Nope. You left your wallet at this woman's house after you abandoned her pre-coitally. Yes, and I don't know 
who she is or where she lives. How do you not know where she lives? Uh, I took an Uber home, but I was, I mean, I was blocks away by the time I actually got service and, uh, like, called in. So I went, went, I don't know, maybe, well, for like five minutes, I, I don't even know what the house looks like anymore. I know it's two-story. That's what I know. So you're saying you didn't have service at her house? Um, no, well, I wasn't even thinking of it. I was just getting away. I, once I, you know, I had that rush, and by the time it was over, I was... I was too far away to know exactly where I was leaving from. Steve told us he didn't have service, so he had to call an Uber from a 7-Eleven down the block. Have you considered going back to the 7-Eleven to see if you maybe left your wallet there? Uh, I, I didn't leave it. You know, I, I definitely didn't leave it at any point there. I've retraced all my steps. I turned my place inside out. I don't think I left it at a place. So you're certain that your wallet is right now at Leslie's house? I think so. What's her last name? I don't know. Do you have her phone number? I do not. Wow. Okay. Where does she live? What area? Um, kind of Studio City. Kind of Studio City? I know that it's uh, near a 7-Eleven. Why should we help you? It's been 48 hours and uh, I can't find my wallet. I, I need it back. I need everything in there back. I need my life back. I need your help. I don't think we should do this. Yeah, it's a little off-brand for us. Ariel, what do we do? What happens next? Find out as the saga of Steve and Leslie continues on the next episode of Ghosted Hunters. Ghosted Hunters is written and produced by Aaron Darling and Ariel Kashanchi. Our score is composed by Wesley Valentine, and also we'd like to thank Steve. Please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Ghosted Hunters on iTunes and support us on Patreon. Some of the names and information in this podcast have been changed to protect us from a lawsuit.